Marvel DC, Marvel DC, Marvel DC, 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 Marvel, 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 no, read image. We create our own realities and words. That's disgusting. Hello. That's disgusting. Hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Geek Chat. Welcome to the Geek Chat. Welcome to the Geek Chat. The Geek Chat. Hey, everybody, and welcome to an all-new edition of The Geek Chat. Thanks for joining us tonight. I'm your host, Rich, and with me is your my co-host, Desmond. Hi. Uh, welcome, everyone. Uh, we want to say that uh, we're really thankful for you to be joining us and listening to us talk about all things geeky with comic books. Um, we can listen to us live every Monday from 6 to 7 here on MixLR. Uh, everything goes to the SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher on Tuesdays between 12 and 2. And now you can check us out on YouTube. Be sure to sub subscribe. Um, it was a good week for comics, kind of. Do you think so? I do think so. Yeah, um, yeah a lot of number ones, a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of, I think the Marvel is really, uh, the Marvel properties are really going into full swing right now. So yes. I'm just like, yes, it, it really, again, I'm going to harp a little bit, but I do think that I'm a little sad that the, um, Secret War stuff still hasn't finished because I think like the, the longer it waits, the more it's not going to matter. I, yeah, I agree a hundred percent that. Unfortunately, people, I, I've talked to many customers that they wanted to wait until Secret Wars was over to start these new number ones, and you, you really shouldn't. There really is nothing that was you know, so earth-shattering that Marvel felt they had to push it out. So, and with all the new ones taking place eight months later, they put their own little you know, buffer zone in. That's fine. Like I, I think that's great that they did that. Um, but at the same time, if you if you have like a universe shattering event, you want to finish it. Yeah, yeah. But um, but again, it has not stopped the Marvel machine from uh, printing and, and running away with the number like like most of the number um, the, the the number ones were always in the number ten slots. It's like crazy. Like Marvel at this point can do no wrong. It's really well, they weird. Can, they can and they are. But right now, I think that they're just dominating. They're they're really slaying the competition. What, uh, what did they used to call it? Dis distinguished competition. Remember, they'd always they would never refer it to as DC. They would do the distinguished competition. Nah. Uh, um, hey, I forgot to mention that you can also find us on Instagram. Uh, so when you go to Stitcher, when you go to all those, make sure you look for the Geek Chat and always come to our Facebook page, the Geek Chat group. And you can interact with Des and I and all our many followers. They're really great people. And tell us what you're reading, what you think we should be reading. And um, we'll definitely form a nice little community of geeks. So I want to talk about our first book that uh, came out. I've got some opinions, as usual, about it. It's Star-Lord number one. I actually enjoyed it. Uh, I'm of two minds of it. So let's get this out of the way, of what, course. A, a right Are you a man with two brains now? I am. I'm like... Um, so Steve Martin. Steve Martin. I was thinking uh, Phantom X. No. Oh. <laughs> How many brains does he have now? Three, I think. Three? But they all got separated. But we don't know if that's going to 
matter still. Who knows? Who knows? It we'll find out in January in the all-new Uncanny X-Men. Doom, like, merged them all together. That would be cool. No, it wouldn't. No. So, uh, Year One, Chapter One, Free Falling of Star-Lord was written by Sam Humphreys. Artist is Ye- uh, Javier Garon. Colorist is Antonio Fabella with Frank DeMarta. Letter is VC's Joe Carmagna. So, Star-Lord. This is the tale <laughs> right after his mom dies. I like that. Hmm, Star-Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> that little humph kind of sums up your whole thought about this book. It you is. know that, right? It you is. You know that. Why don't you tell me? I'll tell you my opinion after you tell me yours. Why? Because mine's going to... You go. Go, 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 Mr. Contrarian. I am not a contrarian, <laughs> says the contrarian. Anyway, um... I liked the artwork. I thought the artwork was really good. I thought it was very strong. I understand what they were going. I know understood specifically what was going on every page. I I thought that was really the colors were fantastic. Now the book itself, I was not expecting it to be a an origin story, so to speak. Um, I really was hoping that it was not going to be that. I was hoping that it's going to be more about uh, Peter Quill's stuff with what's going on with um with him and kitty pride and stuff like that but it seems like marvel now has at least in my mind has uh resigned to have that happen out happen in the guardians of the galaxy book which disappoints me i agree too because i really was hoping that this book the peter the uh, star lord book would be about their relationship and not so much about a rehashing of his origin um having said that i did like this sort of pseudo Captain Kirk. He's like the re- reimagining of Captain Kirk that J.J. Abrams did with uh, with the new Star Star Trek movie. It's this his uh, representation here kind of reminds me of that, in which he's very, uh, in which he's very like um, like brash and he's angry and like I get it. He another wants to angry go, character. Yeah, and he wants to go and find the people who killed his mom. Like I get his motivation and everything, but it's like, do we really have to see this again? You know, especially since we just saw a movie about it. Mm-hmm. But, but whatever. So when we reviewed Guardians of the Galaxy 1, I had mentioned I was disappointed because I was hoping we would have a Star-Lord free book considering he has his own book. And now we know why he's in Guardians of the Galaxy still, why they have to be with him and all this, because this is going to be another origin tale. Now, I agree the art... It, this guy is really good, and I don't think he's going to stay on this book for long because... He's a I really strong artist. Remember how much I love Valer- uh, Valerio Shitty mm-hmm. um, when he was on a book no one read, and then he went to the X book, and then like they gave him bigger... Uh, Assignments. No, yeah. no, I get it. So I have a feeling that this person will not be on this book for long. They're going to put him on... I'd love to see him on an Avengers book or... One of the new X books, maybe instead of Greg Land. I mean, his his facial expressions were were amazing. Yeah. Um, his you can uh, see eyeballs, and yeah. I love eyeballs. George Perez, um, uh, oh my god, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, Phil Jimenez. They both draw eyeballs, and yeah. I love the fact you can Rags see. Rags Morales it. is the same thing. You can mm-hmm. see the color of their eyeballs. Mm-hmm. It th- that's the one thing that like really drew me to the book is the artwork, you know, and what's going on. But again, the whole. You know, rogue. I get it, but I just, just, I just wish it wasn't um, an origin tale. That's the one thing that that really kind of. You wanted it now. 
Well, yeah, you know they they, they set up such like a that. really good precedent with what was happening with him and Kitty Pride that I was really hoping that again Star Lord was going to be about that and it yeah. was going to be about their relationship um, with them trying to reconcile the fact that he is a king and she's like the new Star Lord and stuff like that. But like, if it's going to be like glossed over or or very uh, sparingly touched upon in the Guardians of the Galaxy, I think it's doing a disservice. But so my idea or my opinion of this book is it's not needed. Uh, now, here's why. Guardian of the Galaxy was a great movie. Right after that, Marvel decided that every character is going to get their own book, except for Gamora. Go figure. The only female doesn't get a book. She'll you get her book. Sh- she will. That's she will the word. You will. But they've made a really good effort. We've had a Star-Lord. We've had a Groot. We've had a Rocket. We have now a Drax, and now we have another Star-Lord. We're going to have a Rocket and Groot. I would say all penises, but we're not sure about Groot. Right. So. Um, so I find that the Guardians work better as a team when they play off each other. Like you play off Drax's lack of understanding the English human language. Yes. Um, I get it. You want to make sure that these characters each get their own book because they do have fans. Do we need a book for all of them? Like that? I don't know how long this is going to last. Do we put bets on how it's long Star Lord? I mean, Star. I think Star Lord has a longer uh, shelf life than than like the Drax book or the Rocket book or anything like that because I think those are just like niche books. Like the Drax book, I enjoyed it, but I can't see it going on a year. There's just not enough to pull out of him. Uh, I agree. Now that said, I'm gonna say something. Marvel understands how to make their money, how to translate their movies into dollars, and this is where I'm pissed off at DC. The clueless leaders of DC don't realize they have a property on TV right now with no comic book. You could have got an out-of-the-park book, get rid of that panty shield, make a great book to go with the TV show. It doesn't have to be like the TV show, but they lost an opportunity. We're already in February ordering, and there's no Supergirl book. I mean, that is that's that should be noted in their files. I would agree. Like, I would have loved to have been reading a Supergirl book at this point. Yes. It was just that stupid. Now, where Marvel does it, and here I'm saying it's not needed, Supergirl, come on. That's I, dumb. No, I agree 100%. I think that I would have liked I, I would have liked to have read. Well, it's going to happen. I mean, it, it has Way to happen. Way too late, but yes. I mean, it has to happen. But again, I do wish that it was sooner. Um, so what other books did you like? So I want to talk about a Vertigo book called Red Thorn. Yeah, that was, again, solid art. Solid art for the book. Um, I, I don't know so much about the story, oh, though. Oh, I like the story. I what didn't you like about it? So let's get this out of the way first. Okay, yeah, go ahead. So uh, we're reviewing Red Thorn, number one, and one of the new Vertigo books, three ninety nine. Um, written by David, uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Uh, David Batil, we'll say. Megan Hetrick was the artist. Um, the colorist is Steve Zliff, I guess. And the letterer is Todd Klein. And it's funny, they, they give special thanks to Peter Gross and Mike Carey, who wrote some great books for Vertigo back in the day. This book is about a woman who's searching for her sister. She has the ability to draw things and they come to life and she will not draw humans anymore. But she ends up drawing a human 
in a really cool way in this. She meets a guy in a but Nirvana. Why, does, why doesn't she draw humans anymore? You tell. Well, why don't you tell? Because I, 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 know was, I know it was a scene in the movie that you really liked. We watched a movie? No, I, it's a scene in the comics, sorry, that you liked. Comics are like movies to me, people. That's how, it, that's, how I, that's how I view them. Which one are you talking about? At the beginning. Now you're just being coy. I am. If you could see his face right now, he's I being coy. I don't know coy. what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. She drew a person when she was in school, and the person came to life. And stabbed the teacher in the eye with the pencil she drew her with. That was awesome. <laughs> Which leads me to believe, does all of her creations go crazy and kill people? Well, no, because the sheriff didn't. Yeah, we don't know if he did, but she drew him asleep, remember? Yeah. I don't know. The whole, on his thumb. The whole book. This is a good book. Was so good. It is, it's got, it talks about um, gods walking among mortals, and then it shows Thorn. And Thorn is the very like, attractive gentleman on the cover. It's like Celtic roots or something? Yeah, the, um, the, the different symbols, the runes. Um, this is a really good Slightly horror bent. The art was, like you said, r really strong. I don't know where this person came from, but this is a great book. I give this book like five stars. I that was the only thing about it was because it just seemed I was just a lot more confused when I was reading it, and I like you know, and the plant guy with the penis. Yeah, the chubby plant guy with the weird penis. Yeah, um, there you go, Charles. Um, but it was just very. <laughs> Uh, something about the book just I don't know I, I'm probably going to pick up the second one Paul really liked it so I'm probably going to pick up the second one to see what's going on well, your it's a limited has series good right taste. Yeah. it's a limited series right you know what I don't know oh uh, well who knows I don't it's know it's a vertigo series so uh, most of them are uh, ongoing I think I, I thought they weren't ongoing anymore mm, I don't know but we'll find out and bring it to you but I think you should pick this book up I really do yeah and it's a number one it's a uh, it's a number one um, if you like that occult mystery type of stuff, then you, you will definitely enjoy it. Got some sex and some boobies in it. Sex and A little boobies. something for everything, really. Yes. Not everything, everyone. <laughs> so what did you like? What did I like? What was the book that made you go, uh? The book that made me go, uh, I got to read it. Uh, I got to see this. Uh, I want to see what's going hey. on. Going on. Uh, I hope okay. that's not a trademarked song or copyrighted song. I don't know what I was singing. Okay, um, good. I actually liked uh, Extraordinary X-Men number two. I thought it was pretty good. Um, a bit angsty <laughs> in some spots, but other than that, I kind of liked it. Um, so Extraordinary X-Men number two is, I don't know why they're not having any other of the other X-Books now. I don't because. Like, like I'm annoyed by that because they I delayed them all. I understand that they delayed them but all, but it makes this book kind of like it seems like this book needs those other books to work with. Uh, exactly, yeah. and and that's why I'm kind of like, why didn't you just delay all of them and have them all come out at the same time? So we get all new X Men in December, and we get the new Uncanny X Men in January. Yeah. So that's their, and each one is going to be, I believe, double shipped a month. Oh. Because I've already ordered up to number like five on this X-Men book. I mean, it's crazy. Well, and so the writers are Jeff Lemire. Hey, you got it right. I was been practicing <laughs> in the shower. <laughs> um, uh, penciler is Humberto Ramos. Ramos. Uh, inker is Victoria. Victor. Ulaz Vic sorry, Victor Ulazaba. 
And the colorist is Edgar Delgado. Letterer is VCs Joe Carmen Gana. Extraordinary X-Men number two. This team is trying to find their footing. Uh, it's got eight X-Men. Storm, Iceman, Iliana, Colossus, Cerebra, which is Forge. That was cool. Yeah, Forge. I'm glad they brought Forge back. Yeah, Forge built a uh, Cerebro uh, into housed a, into a sentinel's body and it is Cerebra now which is awesome which makes you think is there another like where's the other Cerebro at is that the one that one of the other X-Men teams has I don't know we'll find out in a month then you got Nightcrawler Sansa Tail uh, Jean Grey and Logan though Jean Grey and Logan have not joined yet um, but we get to find out a little bit more about what's going on in Logan's story so here's what's weird go ahead how come we have Storm, Iceman, Colossus, Nightcrawler, but Eliana is not magic? Why would they put her first name? Why isn't it Ororo, Bobby, Eliana, Peter? You know, why is she not magic anymore? No. Why would you not put magic? She's not. She's Eliana Rasputin now. No more code names. Code names be damned. No, certain people don't need a code name anymore, I guess. She's magic. No, she's not. She she's is. Eliana now. She's magic. No, just like Jean Grey is not Marvel Girl or Phoenix or Storm or, or Storm. Uh, Marvel Girl, Phoenix or, or Storm. <laughs> <laughs> that was my sorry. Wolverine is not Logan, obviously, because he he doesn't he doesn't even want to be Wolverine. In yeah, this. and they go into it in this issue, which I thought was really cool that they actually uh, that that uh, Jeff actually said we're gonna. We're not going to have him forget anything that happened in Old Man Logan, nor what happened, I'm assuming, in what happened in Secret Wars. We're just not going to talk about it because it's not over yet. But we're, we're going to have him have his PTSD, for lack of a better term, because of what he did to the X-Men. He doesn't want to repeat that. At least that's how I took it when I read it, was he does not want to repeat that that future. So he's like, I can't be with you guys. Leave me alone. I don't want to see you. Goodbye. Dan is a really cool way for Marvel to say, hey, this is what's in the Old Man Logan trade. Go buy it. They're giving you a little glimpse in case you didn't read it, and everyone should read it. It's really exactly. good. I like that they did that. I mean, mm -hmm. it's it's page space and it's taking stuff up, but I still like the fact that they said, hey, in case you have no clue who this character is, we're going to give you a little bit why he's acting this way. Go find the book. But it, it also made me wonder why um, Jean Grey went and found Logan. Like I'm that's wondering if that's going to be their e their their eternal, you know, she understands, I believe she understands what has happened in the past and how maybe Scott and him fought over her. Maybe she feels a connection. I hope they do explain that later on. Cuz there's like a like I mean it's it's going to be interesting to to think about that age gap between them, you know, 13-year-old Gene doing a 90-year-old Logan. However, I think he would be yeah, I guess he would be in his like late 90s now, you know. That Almost, is kind of creepy. It would be weird. Well, I mean, look what they did before to um Xavier when he was all pining over her. That mm -hmm. I found really creepy that back in the creepy. day. I would like it to be much more of a um kind of like what Cable and Hope did when they were this kind of like, yeah, kind of like weird father figure mentor mentee type of situation. I think that would be really cool. I did like the fact that I knew oh. that you would be happy when when Mister Sinister showed up. Yeah, so this is all, that's one of the only reasons why I really like this book. So, <laughs> so we see that. So we have three different narratives going on. We, we have more than three. We have four. Well. Only th really three when you think about it, because the, it ended to. I mean, you have the first part when Storm and Iceman and Cerebro are trying to talk Logan into it. Yeah. Then you have the Rasputins trying to find uh, Nightcrawler. Then you have Gene 
which I thought was a fantastic thing. She, she comes to the aid of a mutant only to find out that the guy was an inhuman and the inhuman didn't want to see her. Awesome, awesome, awesome. What does that say? What? I don't, I don't know. Yes, dear magic. Uh-huh. And, oh, She's dude. still using her code name. No, he, he's old. <laughs> he's old. That's why. He knows her from magic. She's like, no, I'm Liliana now. Okay. Now. So we've been talking about spoilers, but the biggest reveal in this second issue was where they put the school. And I really liked it. I thought that was awesome. I was not expecting the school to be in limbo. Uh-huh. And the fact that she wow. needs to stay conscious because if she gets knocked out, the demons come running. And I I did not like the first issue, but I liked this issue. I think they're finding their footing. He really is. And the page of Wolverine and with all the dead X-Men, just really good book. Yeah, what did you guys think? I know we have people in the chat um, on Facebook and on uh, Mixolar. What did you guys think of, of the x uh, Well. We figured he would find it horrible. Well, of course he would. But yeah, he's yeah. curmudgeon. Yes, he's <laughs> definitely curmudgeon. Um, but we but love yes, him. We do. Uh, Extraordinary X Men uh, number two. I would say pick it up. And I really wish the other ones were coming sooner than just you know the end of this month. Well, you know it does take Mister Land a couple. It takes him a little longer to trace these things. So. Stop that! I know. So um, what else did you like? So let's talk about, um, let's stick with the Marvel books, the number twos. We won't go to a number one yet. Let's go to the next number two that came out. Uncanny. Uncanny and humans. Um, interesting. Interesting. Um, again, I'm much more wanting to see um, the, what is it, the new Inhumans book that's coming all out? All new, because you know everything's all new. All new Inhumans. I want to see that one. I wasn't too impressed with the Uncanny Inhumans. So let's get this out of the way. Actually. As always, Uncanny Inhumans from Marvel, number two, written by Charles Sewell. Steve McNiven is the penciler. Jay Leston is the inker. Sunny Glow is the colorist. And VC's Clayton Cowles did the lettering. Um, yeah. This book, pretty to look at. The story took two turns. Um, interesting that we were just talking about all new, all, uh, all new X-Men, all new Inhumans, and one of the stars in that book was supposed to be Gorgon. But um, will he be around for that? Of course, they're going to fix the timeline. But, I mean, I love seeing <laughs> Kang, but honestly, I... Now that reveal... This was not... I, I hate to say it, but for me, this was not McNiven's best work. Oh no, it looks rushed. I something about it just did not. It just didn't inspire me, or just it was a good. I mean, I don't know. It, it this was a hard read for me. Like I don't like. It just seems like manufactured love between um, Johnny Storm and Medusa, like to, just to cause drama. I don't know why. And then I know. Are we gonna get? Um, the sister's viewpoint of how all this is happening, what it, what Crystal thinks about now those two. Do you think that they, do you think she knows? Because mm. Black Bolt didn't know when, when he came in and Johnny Storm all flamed on and was like, oh no. It's so funny, flamed on. Flamed on, he did. He was like, flame on. And she was like, power down. And then, and then uh, when Black Bolt all like, was like, like, snuffed the flame out. Yeah. He's just like, you know, you pointed at him and he's like, my heart. Whoa. And then, <laughs> And then um, snuff the flame out was I thought was like 
that was interesting. But it's like, what's going on with them? What's I, going on? I liked I it. Know. I liked it. I'm definitely going to keep reading it. I, I think it's interesting that Beast is there, and I love how Beast was coming in and, you know. The War Council? Is that what they called it? Yeah. Well, he is, what did they call him? He's a advisor yeah. with them because he's trying to figure out why the um, Terrigen Mist are killing or sterilizing or whatever. Correct. So, so he's now like he's thrown into this family drama. No, and yeah. I'm like, okay. But uh, but I like that. He's like, hey, the X Men are not gonna be my peeps anymore. I'm going to the Inhumans, and I guess he was welcomed with open arms. So yeah. And the um, reveal of who Kang was at the end, yes, or the future Kang, or a Kang from somewhere. A, a Kang. Remember, a Kang can be anybody at this point. And he was Arura, Aruha, Aruhaha. How do you pronounce his? I name? don't know how to say his name, but um. So I don't know what's going to happen. It seems like with, with this reveal on issue two, do you think this is going to wrap up in the next issue or the fourth issue? Because it seems to be very, the story seems to be moving fairly quickly. Yeah. I would say another couple. Really? I don't think yeah. it's going to, well, it just depends on what happens when he, when he confronts his son in the next issue. So don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the story. It's just, it was just kind of a little bit much to get through. So hmm, I can understand that. But it wasn't bad. It was not bad. I just really wish that Steve McNevin like went back to his old style. Or I know artists evolve and change, but you know what it reminds me? What for a while wasn't Carlos Pacheco drawing something kind of similar where it took his style and made it much more? I don't want to say streamlined, but took away what what we both really enjoyed out of Pacheco's <laughs> art. <laughs> I think he broke his hand though. I think it was really? I think I have to go back and check, but I think the reason why his, sh- his style changed because I think, he, I think he hurt his hand or something. So, but if you look at, which is funny because if you look at his stuff that he did, like at the beginning, like Avengers forever, when he was very fluid, everything was a lot more rounded. Um, and then he got much more uh, during the Captain America run. It was much more, um, homogenized i mean what did he do late for what we both is it was it squadron supreme or squadron, sinister whatever they called squadron it Squadron sinister was the last thing and you could see his old going style back. it his, looked great yeah his style was was starting to go back to the way it was i really so. hope that we, we know mcniven is not going to be on this book for long i would love to see carlos pacheco take over for this book I, now that would be amazing if he took over for uh, any of them Great, and I loved the artwork that uh, Brandon Peterson was doing for the all new. That's why that's different from his old stuff too. Much more fluid because if you notice, his original stuff was was a lot, uh, uh, almost sound like computer generated or any or something like that. And to actually see it much more, well, his stuff was always very rendered, and now it looks very, it looks much more rounded and and lifelike so which is interesting because you see if you look at you know brandon peterson's like arcanum and and his original stuff that he was doing for uh, top cow or image um how it went from this very you know computer generated look to his covers which was very computer generated to this now much more um natural softer natural look it's just it's i think we should do that one time it's just kind of have a um do something with like a, a looking at art uh 90s 2000s now oh yeah or just or just how a specific artist that we've followed for a long time how their style has changed and or stayed the same because because perez perez and john byrne are known for their specific style yeah perez i was showing someone this weekend a customer come in and i was showing him the new teen titans and then i showed him his brand new stuff sirens and you can see a subtle change between what he did back in the 80s versus what he did this year that's a good one. We'll remember that. Um, 
Do you want to continue on some number ones, or do you want to do the Titans Hunt? Let's do Titans Hunt All because right. because I'm gonna get your take on this. Like I actually read this. Hey, I was right too. Few times they revealed who it is. I was right. I didn't get it. Like, oh no, this is a mismatch mess. I, I mean, this is them trying to. This I is them saying. That. So let's get this out of the way, and then we'll talk like, about. Like, I really. We'll dissect this weird book. Uh, so it's Titans Hunt number two from DC Comics three ninety nine. Dan Abnett is the writer. Steven Segovia is the artist. High fi did colors. And Carlos M. Mangual uh, did the lettering. Um, this is DC, I think, trying to say, hey, we know we messed up. Let's try to fix it. Let's try to give the old readers something. Let's try to give the new readers something. And the end result is turning out to be confusing. Even though I know all these characters, I've... I. It makes no sense in DC's own timeline because in Wonder Woman, Donna Troy is dead. Yet here she is running around in this costume with, you've got your Atlantean Aqualad, who I don't, don't read Aquaman, so I don't really know if Garth has shown up in the new 52. I stopped reading Aquaman after Jeff Johns left, even though we both admit we'll start reading it once he's back on it. <laughs> That's true. Um, we've got, we've got. Now I started reading Red Arsenal or uh, Red Hood and Arsenal when the new DC Fifty Two launched. I don't recognize this Roy. I don't remember Roy being an alcoholic anymore. So I don't know when this takes place. After I mean, I read it. I read it for a while, and then I went back to it, and I guess something happened, and it was right when they all switched when when uh, uh, Starfire went on to her own thing, and then it kind of they kind of broke up the team. But yeah, I don't know what's going on. And as a person who whose first love was not the Teen Titans, I was just trying to be like, okay, I'm gonna get in here and I'm gonna see what's going on with this, and I I want to you know support it because I got in the Teen Titans late, and I'm always interested to find out what's going on with the story about these characters who I don't really know. So like I know I I, I recognize some of the characters, but like I don't know. Like the, it was just very confusing for me the whole. It was the Mishigash of just like weirdness. So I was just like, okay, maybe Rich can decipher some of this stuff. Like, and when they reveal, I didn't even get the reveal of who it is. Who's what is? The villain is. Like, I didn't. Oh, they're it. not. They, it was Mar uh, DC gave it away in their solicits oh, for February. Uh, okay. Because so I was just like, if there was something that happened in this no, book that no, gave no, it away, no, I but totally I, missed it. <laughs> um, I really did like the page, though, where Narc was doing the bat and the old. Back when uh, Donna was Wonder Girl and she had the symbol and it was like the little eagle with the golden lasso around it. And the twister, that's the clue in this issue. And then you've got, you know, Speedy. That was pretty cool that he's drawing all them. But then he went nuts and he spread the dark thing on his eyes. But on the next page, it kind of disappears. And I, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. I really hope that when this is over and, you know, I think it's six issues long. It will come together a little bit better. I'm surprised that Charles didn't like it. I'm I'm shocked. Well, I'm not. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 uh, it's it's just so weird that I don't I don't understand DC anymore. I we talk about Marvel in the car over. We were talking about shared universes in TV properties. When you look at their comic books, DC has 
the craziest idea now of their world because there's so many different things in so many different comics that don't match up supposedly on one world and i just i i don't i don't understand what dc's goal is anymore i know they're trying and i'm giving them a lot of credit because they are trying to put out some good stuff but you already retconned something over and over and over can we just have one and not this i don't want this that's my problem Meh. they're trying though i will say giving us titans hunt even though it makes no sense in the current 52 the current 52 don't understand it yeah i don't either uh, but hey uh, you'll read it I will continue to read it. You're not. You're done. Mm, you're kinda done. Kind of done with it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just was like, like, I had no idea what was going on. And I'm like, nah. So. And was 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 Bumblebee pregnant? Yeah, I don't understand I don't, that. And then it was Mal doesn't have the, he has, like, is he going to get his weird. The horn like, blower? Yeah. Is he going to get his stuff in his chest? or I, Like, I don't, I just didn't know what was happening. I really was just like. Huh? Well, to throw these characters at you when they... I don't know if they've appeared. I actually stopped reading Teen Titans as well. I stopped reading Teen Titans when um, uh, Kenneth Rockerford left it. Because oh, well. I didn't understand what was going on anyhow. Um, so I just want to say, you're listening to The Geek Chat on MixLR. We're here every Monday from 6 to 7 live. If you miss us, you can always check us out on SoundCloud. Uh, you want to search for The Geek Chat. We... Normally posted between 12 and 2. Also check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, Instagram, Tumblr, all under The Geek Chat. And now we're on YouTube, The Geek Chat. There's a couple of them, but we're the, you know, we're The Geek Chat. Make sure you uh, subscribe to us. We want to give a couple special thanks to Club Card Printing here in San Francisco. They print all our media, all our flyers and everything. Thank you. Um, Gene Gilmet from RLT Press. He's the amazing artist that draws me trying to kill Des. Um, such good stuff there. The mistress of the mix board, Terry Miller. Thank you. She does all the sounds you hear. And a uh, special thank you to our biggest sponsor, Whatever Comics, located at... 548 Castro Street between 18th, 18th and 19th in dark and sunny San Francisco. Oh, it's cold. I love it. Make uh, sure you go to whateverstoreonline.com to find out all the new good stuff that you can order and soon. get order soon and that you can get every Wednesday, which is new comic book day. And then check us out on Facebook under whatever store. Give us a like. Yep. So you did so well with that, Rich. I know. Uh, I'll give you a treat. Ooh, just not one of them stinky things you got. What? Uh, oh, they smell horrible. So I want to talk about Huck. I wanted to talk about Spider Woman. Let's talk about Spider Woman. Because I, the reason why I wanted to talk about Spider Woman was because you actually kind of liked it. I did. I hate that I liked it. Well, no, I liked aspects of it because I really do miss Jessica. I refuse to read the last one refused i nah, i don't this i refuse because of greg land that's the honest this truth. whole pregnancy thing is a gimmick that's what i find horrible it's about a, the book it's a, it's a gimmick but i enjoyed her like it's fine like i it's it just seems like such a gimmick like i really and i really want like a scene where uh she wakes up no uh, no we're like jessica jones is like really girl you know you met this guy for like 
you know this guy for like a week and then you get pregnant or have something like going like that or have her completely judging her because it's like first i have a baby now you have a baby come on girl <laughs> <laughs> i mean like i totally like if you're gonna do that like i want that kind of cattiness or something between the superheroes and i want like like Carol Danvers to be like, I would never get pregnant. Are you kidding? I love too much swashbuckling and doing all that bullshit. You know, like I would some weird kind of like sex in the city. And then we have Sue storm. If she's not dead saying like, I liked motherhood. It's been so much fun and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, like I, I want that. I'd read that book. Like I would read like she has to have a baby shower episode, like an issue, an issue of a baby shower. Like I want to see that. Okay. So spider woman, number one, Marvel comics written by Dennis hopeless. Uh, Javier, Javier Rodriguez. That is how you say it, right? Yes. Javier? Javier. Javier Rodriguez, penciler and color. Alvaro Lopez was the anchor. And VC's Travis Lanham. He's new. Yes. Did the lettering. I haven't read his name before, have I? I know. Welcome to VC. Welcome to VC. So, in case you didn't know, Jessica Drew is pregnant. We don't know who the father is. They make a cute little joke that, uh, um, Carol sends. Uh, who did she send over to get zapped? She needs to get. She's going on Maury. That's what she needs to do. <laughs> Find her baby daddy. Uh, I liked the end reveal. <sighs> I. It was a cute. I gotta say, this I, whole book was a groaner for me. I didn't want to like this. This is a weird role reversal we're having right now. I you know, know that, right? Like, I loved the art with the guest stars, like <sighs> Hellcat talking to Medusa. I loved the party scene. They <sighs> have a little party scene. <sighs> And it brings together all the Avengers. I think this is what I really liked. The fact that they showed, Marvel actually showed all the Avengers titles together having a party. I miss those. I miss those fun issues. Okay, yes, that was a good part of the issue, but the overall is like training Porcupine to take oh, over yeah, for no. her. And just yeah, no. Um, I liked, uh, this is the part I really liked. Uh, the fact that Carol sent Tony over to find out who the father is. Loved it. But we're not learning. And now, I don't know if... I, I hope this doesn't get... If we go 12 issues without finding who the father is, I'm going to be pissed. Like, I want to know within the first six. Tell me at the very end of this arc Are you the serious? The first six? I want to know, like, now. Like, I don't, don't string a song <laughs> like that. Why don't you be the purple man? <laughs> right? <laughs> that would be so <laughs> weird. You know? And it's just like Jessica's like, no! Hey, our shtick is massacring names, Chalais. Chalais Thompson. I, I don't know. I just think that it's just... Uh, I, uh, I just don't know what's going on, you know? I at least she has cute. A, at least she has a purpose now. Yes, I do. Know? I will say I miss reading about Jessica Drew, the non-pregnant... Having fun, Jessica. Since she was in my X-Men way back when, I've loved her. And even further back that, uh, when I read all those old reprints of the mm -hmm. Steve Lola stuff. Yeah, Shout I out to Mr. Steve Lola. I just don't know why. And it, just, it, just, it just doesn't seem organic. Oh, no. I agree with you, you 100%. Know, this is a gimmick. This is a what can we do with this character that no one can figure out what to do with since Brian B Michael Bendis dropped her to write and then fill in the blank. Yeah, I would agree. Because she, they, Marvel was trying to make her something before the Avengers movie. They kept putting books out and then all of a sudden Black Widow was in the Avengers movie and Black Widow is the new woman and 
poor Spider Woman got pushed to the back. And which was weird was I really liked that Bendis uh, Alex Maleev book that they did. There was only six issues. Like I liked that book. I liked that take on her. I mean, granted, it, it seemed a lot like Alias, or they were trying to make her the new Jessica Drew, but she is Jessica Drew. No, the sorry, the new uh, Jessica <laughs> Jones. Damn, Jessica's. You know, but I'm just saying, making Jessica, her the new Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jessica. Jessica. But I don't know what's going on with this character right now. I am not going to read the number two. Sorry. Just killing Des is loving Des. Yep. This is this is killing Des. This is not the book for me. I like that. That was very nice. This is not the book for me. The the book that I really did like actually was Huck. I enjoyed Huck. I got some cards about that too. I I really liked Huck. I liked. I I think it's complete utter bullshit that that Mark Miller said that Millar Millar he had to write this book because of watching The Man of Steel. I was like, really? Come on. You've written so much more stuff that was much more more violent and aggressive than that. I agree with that. I mean, granted, you know, this is your Superman tale and you didn't think that Superman should have been treated like that. I get the the motivation for it, but really? I just, uh, whatever. So, so who did this book? nipple twinking uh huck number one it is from image comics it's 350 you get a lot in it too written by mark millar the artist is Raphael albuquerque the colorist was dave mccaig nate picos of blambot did the lettering and the design Blambot. Not not VC? No, this is a new one, Blambot. Oh, my God. I thought we always thought VC had a monopoly on letters. Mm -hmm. I guess not. I wonder if Blambot got pissed off and went over to Blambot. Blambot got pissed off and went over to Blambot. Well, no, the people that made Blambot were part of VC, and they're like, you know what? We don't want to be VC anymore. We want to be Blambot. That's what. See, I want to see that. Like, I, w- I want to see what's happening. Like, do they do they meet at comic book conventions and rumble? That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go out. The Geek Chat's gonna go out live at the next convention coming here. Yep. And we are gonna talk to these letterers yeah. and this production stuff. Yeah. I want to know. Yeah. Like, I really think that there'd be like this weird kind of like letterer mafia or something, or like it's like the, the sharks and the mafia. jets. You know, <laughs> they and, dance. Well, with their pens. Oh, they're stabbing each other with like pens <laughs> and shit. They're like, they're like, they're like, no, no, we are the letterers. They're like, no, we are the letterers. I don't know. That All was right. a long way to say that we like this book. And like, I really liked this book, definitely. Um, so basic premise: child is left on doorstep, saying, you know, love him, and boy grows up having to do a good deed a day, and he does. The thing is, he has special powers, and the whole town knows this, but they don't say it. You don't speak of it. And, and then someone speaks of it. Well, yeah. Yeah, then... That nasty, can I say, bitch. Yeah. It was... It is a super... It is a Superman mythos revisited. It's You've seen it all before. Um, but what I like about this is how Mark Millar is always trying to add a real-world spin to you know, the fantastic or superheroes. So you have the uh, the, the kidnapped girls. Um, in Africa. In Africa. So you have that and you have what if someone like Superman or, or, or a superhero went and saved them. Yeah, but he, uh, this is the one thing. He gets on a plane and immediately flies there while they're waiting for their trucks. I mean, that's a little bit of a stretch. Eh, eh, I mean, it, it's a comic book. I know. know. So, but yeah, it's like, it's like uh, the first... 
because he can't fly, but he's super strong. He's fast, and he can like he can. It looks like he could probably leap fairly. So he's like the the original power set that Superman had. And he breaks guns. Yeah, but that's the thing. He's like he has to do these good deeds. That's just his thing, and and he doesn't do it for any glory or recognition or anything. And they bring that up. One of the the one of the women and the women I think that that did it. Well, why doesn't he make money off this? Why do you get rich? Why, why do you have to get rich because you have these fantastic powers? That's what I hope they really do look at. Because now we're going to get into the fame part. Yeah. And I like how maybe this is taking a look at, think about reality TV and why people get into reality TV. They do it to get rich, to get famous. And this guy, and I like how they call him slow. And around here, you know, he just does things a different way. Yeah. And that, thing, and that was the thing. I never really got that his character was slow or anything. It just seems like he was They had humble. to tell us that. No, right. no, not even, not even in his... It's like... I want to say it's kind of like uh, Little Abner. It's like if Little Abner had superpowers is, is really what this reminds me of. You know who Little Abner is? And I'm just trying to follow your... Keep ask t- your, keep, keep ask your husband. He knows who Little <laughs> Abner is. So, so does mine. The musical is amazing, by the way. Um, yeah, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's a good book. Um, is it groundbreaking or anything like that? No, it's just another take on super... This, is, this, is, uh, this will be... Mark Miller's second take on uh, the superhero mythos. First one was, um, which was... Um, Nemesis on no, Batman. No, it wasn't Nemesis. It was... Um, Nemesis was Batman. Superior. Okay, but Nemesis was Batman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's not his first or second. Well... He does a lot of them. I just want to tell you, a great issue. I hope it's a mini. I cannot see this book continuing on, though. No, um, it can't continue on. You, you, For me, I really don't care about so much him as a character as much as I care about what he's doing and how he fits into this town and the story. The book really, we really don't get a lot of insight with him. No. And that's why the you book really, really is about a town. Yeah, you d- that's why you don't really know that he's like slow or anything. I mean, it's, it's people are talking about him and you're seeing his actions. So, so it brings this other question about like what exactly, you know, is this, because all the things that we're seeing are just, um, the people's reaction to seeing him and doing these things. So, you know, who is he really? Excuse you know? me, Charles. That was a no. No, he he does not. I'm sure you could, though. <gasps> anyway, um, <laughs> the next book we're going to talk about is... Oh, I want to talk about two at once. I mean, we can compare them. Okay. Because they're both... This is This is the thing Marvel's doing. I had a customer in on Friday... And asked me about Ms. Marvel number one because they could have swore they just got a Ms. Marvel, which they did like a month ago, maybe. It was the last days. Marvel stopped all their books, did new number ones. So I, a, a bunch of people have been asking me, why are there new number ones? I thought it was, you know, I, I didn't know it was going to be whatever. So here's this brand new number I one. I don't understand that question. Well, like, I don't understand why they would ask that. Because some people don't, some people that are new to comics don't understand the fact that Marvel or DC or any of, well, Image really doesn't because it doesn't do stuff like this. Every couple of months, it seems they reboot their universe to people. It gets a little confusing. Well, not even reboot, they just give a new number one. Yes. Slaps it. It's a creative change. New but, number one. It's like, no, they n- just changed the creative team. Keep they going. didn't. They didn't on either of these books. That's the thing. Both of these books continue on from where the last book left off. That said, 
I like that in Ms. Marvel, it actually addressed, bless you, it addressed Thank the eight-month gap in that <laughs> she's lost her boyfriend or who she thought was going to be her boyfriend. I really like that. Yes, it's it's very much... See, and I like this book, and I know some people are going to be like, you know, I, I can't... I don't want to compare it to the other quirky indie Marvel's indie line because they're not calling it indie line, you know, because of like Miss Marvel and Squirrel Girl. But this has nothing to do with those. But at but all. I'm saying, but I'm saying, like young female with powers having not having white. Well, not even that. It's just, but there seems to be a a um, a there seems to be a a trajectory or or things that they're trying to do with their lines when you think about it because we've had way too many titles that are just not too many high titles but we just had a lot of titles that oh no were, we have a lot of titles <laughs> no 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 that are specific to this to this genre which is you know female superhero young female superhero slice of life kind of things that that are uh members of much larger things you understand because it, it seems like this is all the same with different characters within that role. You understand what I'm saying? Because you have you have Squirrel Girl doing her thing, yet she's part of New Avengers. You have Miss Marvel doing her thing, but she's part of something else. You know, And their books, their solo books, seem to be very kind of like indie-esque. Uh, I'm following. You know, So it seems like this is kind of a model that Marvel is doing right now. And what started it off? Was it Hawkeye? Well, yeah. Hawkeye started off the indie feel slice of life still a superhero but but the, but here's the thing i think but i think having the the female you know as the lead started started really hitting off with like batgirl you know when batgirl hit and then we got that indie art and we got her doing the indie indie type stuff it's like that's kind of what's going on now and like marvel is just taking that trope and now uh re redoing it for these different other characters like that's why i'm kind of interested to see what um, Moon Girl comes out Moon this Girl's week. Moon Girl's going to be like, and, Girl. and, and what's what uh, Packy Walk, uh, Patsy Walker's going to be like. Yep. Like, I want to see. Like, I'm surprised there's not a Miss America book coming out. You know, I think Chavez book. Give it time for her because from Young Avengers, look where are all those. Well, really, there is no Young Avengers anymore, anyhow, because most of them we got Wiccan and Hulkling in New Avengers, and she's an Ultimates. So give her time. I think she might get one. I would love to read a miniseries by with her. Actually, I would I would read if, if given a good art team and writer, I would actually read an ongoing with her. Like I would love but to. But they need to find a hook. Well, the hook I think the hook is is she needs to try to find where her where her her actual plane of existence is. Remember, if you read the those Young Avengers, she like uh, was was like she had to jump and she left. You know. So I think one of my things would be really cool is like sort of a weird take on um, the externals, not the externals, the um, Eternals, uh, X-Men Extreme, Extreme X-Men. Uh, remember the ones the going for the diaries? No, okay, no, I'm talking that was about extreme. remember, no, remember um, w the second one when they started doing the, the, the reality warping ones. What, what, what book was that? Exiles. Exiles. Thank you. Thank you. Ooh, I would read an Exiles book with her. See, and if she was the one, and she was just kind of like kicking, stomping, holes, and then yeah, going and then through going to these, trying to find where where her parents are. Like I would read a book like that. Then she has to team up with various different cosmic people. Uh, well, no, various different people that are within that reality that she goes to. You yeah, know? Why don't we pitch that? No, well, maybe. But you know, I think that would give her something to do, yeah. you know, and and, and a purpose. Like I want to go home. You know, everyone wants to go home. So. 
That was I, just something talking about. But but again, I'm seeing this trope a lot with the indie female with the quirkiness doing her own thing. Like, and I get it. I just thought that this one in that trope was being done better oh. with with Miss Marvel than it was with uh, Miss Marvel blows away. Yeah, Miss Marvel is really the DC good. stuff, especially. And I'm ex- I'm curious because we get another Inhuman this week with Moon Girl. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see. So um, Ms. Marvel number one, G. Willow Wilson is the writer. Takashi Maezwa did the art. I'm very sorry. Adrian Alfona did the art as well for the rest of the book. Ian Herring did the color art, and VCs Joe Carmanga did the lettering. Um, this picks up. Eight months after her old one did, she is part of the Avengers, the all-new, all-different Avengers. She's in school, and her boyfriend, or the person she thought was her boyfriend, is seeing someone else. And I love that those crazy blue things are walking around, and, they, and they're and they working in the school. I love that there's weird super science shit going on in the school. It's just, I like this world, mm-hmm. uh, and I like the artwork fits perfectly with what's going on. The it's art just, is amazing. Both... There's two artists on here, but you don't care because it's just a luscious book. That was to what look was so at. weird is is even though the artist changed when when it went back in time, I was just like, I'm fine with it, totally mm-hmm. okay with it. I don't, I don't know. It's just like, why is Wolverine writing up? I think it's because saying goodbye because this is this is the end. Gonna... This is the end of of the eight month. So you find out what's going on when they all so die. Will yeah, die. exactly. So I think this is kind of the, this number one is kind of like this is what happened during the eight month gap. Now we're going forward. I really believe that this number one was just kind of a like a catch th- up. Yeah, this is where we are now. You know, in going forward, pow. And I liked it. I thought the artwork was great. I loved the quirkiness of it with the with the weaponized bullfrog. It's just yes, it is a, shit. It is a great book that if you want something new and fresh to pick up. Now the mighty Thor. Fantastic. The writer is Jason Aaron, the artist who this man, they better not ever let go. No, I agree 100%. Russell Dodderman is fantastic. The color artist is Matthew Wilson, who the color in this adds to the book so much. We don't talk much about colorists. Yeah. In this Thor book, Matthew Wilson gives us lusciousness. I kept that's twice I've said that. Of Earth, but when they go to, um, what did you call it? The council? Yeah, when they were on Asgard, you get to see the council. You get a whole nother look to the book, which is just, where is it? You, you're right here. Ah, first pages. Love, 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 right love, love. Yeah, when all the various, uh, uh, counselor members from various different of the of the the from the planets on the world tree are meeting and they're talking about the 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 dark elves killing the light elves. They are a great team. And the way that he makes her look sick with her with you know with as Jane Foster with cancer, she looks and pale. Then talking about and then talking about how she had to become Thor, but then she's slowly killing herself because when she becomes Thor, it purifies her of all the body ex- uh, except well, so for the except for the cancer because the cancer is is part of her body. Right, but when she goes to do the chemo, the chemo the body it's sees poison. is poison. So when she turns to Thor, she's not healing herself at all. No. She's going through all this pain for nothing Correct. because it just gets burned out. I got to just say the letter the letter and production is VC's Joe Sabino. Great job for you too. Um it's a big this is thick they packed a lot you get her in the hospital no secondary story oh no this is all number one and this page was horrifying 
the, the dead light the elves. dead elves floating through space and hitting the space station just remarkable like i cannot say enough about this book and then it goes back to her as jane foster the transformations when she calls mjormjor and it comes meow back meow. it comes back and she like turns into it and they're like you know and she flies off and when she, it's just really good and she, i want to know where the where the where, where does the hammer go i think it goes back to the place it was on the moon no i think it just flies around just flies around yeah just flies around chills out um we didn't i don't think we talked about in fours did we mention where ultimate thor hammer went the, yeah landed on the it moon. landed on the moon right i don't remember that so there can be a secondary thor which who is going to become worthy i have no idea who out no i think i think odin's son is going to get ultimate's hammer you think so i do i do he's probably going to become worthy again um i don't think and i know a lot of people a lot of people don't like the fact that Thor's a woman. Well, yeah, who cares? It's I'm a great story. So over that uh-huh. at this point, like I want to see her deal with this cancer. I want to see her deal with the double life of being oh female Thor. I love seeing his the the Godfather, Odin. Odin does not approve of her, and there's she's wanted. But the nice thing is, um, do you think the All Mother knows? Yes. You think she does? I do. I the do way too. the way they I talked about it, um. I think, yes. Loved. Love, love, love. Pick this book up. I know she's going to defeat these guys. You know, she... Oh, and then the reveal at the end. Oh, the reveal oh. at the end. Good to be I bad again. Feels, yeah. Um, so, no, Charles. We did not know um, why Odin's son is not worthy. It has not been not talked yet. about. We don't know what he said. He, he probably, what Fury said. He, he probably, Fury probably said, you have, you have a baby penis. And he's like, no. I'm not worthy. I wonder if For Thor s- did something to screw something up because you know how Thor was always getting into trouble as a youth. I think it's going to um, go back to that. Well, think about it. Jason Aaron wrote, um, what? What was that thing called? What did he write that he told him with Nick Fury and all that? What was that called? That series? I don't know. It was one that. Well, Jason Aaron wrote it. And he that I was probably it, didn't read it, it was in that series where no, it's where they stole the watcher's eyes. Fear itself. Yeah. So oh. Jason Aaron wrote I tried that. to write that out and, so, ignore that. and so that's when Nick Fury told him. So, of course, Jason Aaron is a Thor guy. So he must have thought about that for a very long. What time. would his big secret be? Yeah, because he's written Thor for such a long time now. Yeah, so I can only imagine what he said or what he did in the past or something. Well, you know, to make us to make Thor be not worthy, um, but I don't know. It, it was been an interesting uh, week of comics. Yeah, so we didn't get to two books: uh, Batman Europa, which Des felt was just kind of meh. Meh. I would have rather, have, and so um, one of our favorite artists uh, did the artwork, but he did the layouts but then jim lee it was really weird jim lee did the did the uh overlays did the overlays and it was unnecessary i would have just had him <coughs> he could do a book himself why did jim lee need to come in and do anything because it's opinion. jim lee and it's number one I that's my true thing i don't care so real quick i just want to say uh batman europa it's going to be a mini series four issues uh the story is matteo casali and brian azarello the layouts was giuseppe camicoli yeah, i you. love him pencils and finishers was jim lee I colors Alex Sinclair and the letter was Pat Brousseau. I would have rather just had, you know, 
our guy do it. Show, yeah, yeah Cam McCauley can do it. Yeah, have him do it and just be done with it. But whatever. The only thing I liked about this was the end, the fact that Batman and Joker has to work together. Exactly. So, so we'll let you know that we are not going to be having a point five this week due to Thanksgiving. So Thank, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I just really want to quickly say we only have... Cor- I want, I'm thankful for all of you listeners. I'm thankful for Des for starting this. I'm thankful for my husband for you know letting me have this little passion and for his husband for letting me have him for an hour every Monday. <laughs> I'm thankful for Rich and all that as well. And I'm thankful for you. So come and say hi to us on the Geek Chat Facebook group. The Geek Chat. We love you. Bye. Bye, everybody. Geek Chat. 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 Geek Chat.